Love Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand-check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. He did a dream, a dream, though what's harder to live. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition. Episode 137 of the second round of the NBA playoffs. We're hitting the back nine. The last couple of games down the stretch, critical game fives. This is the week where second round playoff series come to die. And last night, waving the white flag. Yes, I'm a Spurs fan, if you didn't know. I I have pretty much called this series. uh, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Yeah, it's over. I mean, I mean, look, there's a lot going on right now in San Antonio. I'm not in San Antonio. I'm not there. I'm not claiming I am there. Nothing. Just it's just it just is the way it is. We'll talk about that game in a moment. Obviously, really is the only thing to talk about. And if you'd like to call in and talk about anything else in the world of uh, basketball or whatnot, please feel free to do so. And also, apparently, just got an update saying that the league made two wrong non-calls that went against the Spurs in the final minute of the game. Woo! I mean, look, 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 look. As a, uh, as a Spurs fan, I'm going to sit here and tell you it was not because of the refs we lost this game. Look, I know the refs goofed in game two. I, I totally know that, but they goofed for both teams. They goofed for the Thunder. They goofed for the Spurs in that final 13 and a half seconds. They goofed yesterday at the end of the ball game, and Russell Westbrook did what he did, but it wasn't. I mean, look, and the game came down to the absolute wire, and it was an absolutely unbelievable basketball game. And, we'll, again, we'll get to it in a little bit, but just a lot to get to with that game. We'll talk about it more in a second here. Again, if you'd like to call in, the phone number is 323-642-1558 is the number. And, uh, you know, obviously there's been a lot going on in the world of basketball, not necessarily today, but when it comes to what happened yesterday in the world of basketball with the Spurs and Thunder, critical, crucial game five. I mean, if you want to come in and talk about that game, please feel free to do so here on CLNS Radio in episode 137. Yes, you heard that correctly, 130 to 37 episodes. We have gone hard every single day, Monday through Friday, outside of hol- major holidays since uh, November 2nd, 2015. Hey, we, we, we've gone hard. And starting next week, we're going every other day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, for a couple weeks. And then after those couple weeks, when the NBA Finals begin, we only go twice a week. So it's, it's going to be intense. Obviously, a week from today is the NBA lottery. Big time, time of the year. A lot going on with that. 
um, and we'll get you up to date, and we'll talk about speculations on what could happen here over the next week prior to the lottery, and especially after the lottery happens, especially the day of the lottery, we'll give you updates on who was selected and what happened, because I'm pretty sure the show will be on as the lottery is going on, so we'll give you updates with that. Uh, we do have Kevin Hart in the building. Kevin Hart, get it going. I do not see Andrew North. That man, by the way, update from Andrew North. That guy has been very busy. He's got a lot of great things going for him right now. Job being very busy. Life being busy. He's doing his baseball thing. He's he's a beast right now. He's trying to make a big dream right now happen, and uh, we're all backing him here on the Hooper's Log, so I know what he's doing. I know where he's at. That's why he's been away from the show. He has been an absolute beast when it comes to his busy schedule. That's why he's not been on the air. But again, feel free to go to thehooperslog.com. Kevin Hart, get it going. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. I ain't going to learn today. No, we're going to do Homer Radio today. Homer Radio. For those of you that don't know, I've been a San Antonio Spurs fan since I was born. The hat was put on my head by my dad. You know, my dad's not in my life anymore, but who cares? Uh, the point is, is I've been a Spurs fan since I was born. I was born on Lackland Air Force Base in 1990, October 16th, 1990. And uh, I've, been a, I've been a fan since, and let's just be honest, we're a very spoiled fan base. I think my team, since I can remember, has been the best team in the NBA from the standpoint of consistency. Yes, obviously the year before they got Tim Duncan, they uh, they proverbially pooped the bed, and they got him to get him, and now they're the best franchise over the last 20 years. It's no debate. In sports, period. Like, period. Like, period. People talk about the Patriots being great. Look at the Spurs. I mean, look, look, seriously, look at the consistency of the Spurs. Five titles in basically 20 years since Popovich has been the head coach of this team, and they have just been everything you could ask for when it comes to the greatness of this organization, and, and they are. They're the greatest organization in the world of sports right now uh, from the standpoint of the three major, three major sports, football, basketball, and baseball. They just are. They just flat out are, and it's an incredible run that they're going on, and, and, and there's nothing else to say. But, 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 but I heard a lot of things talked about on national radio today, and I kind of wanted to answer them a little bit from a homer perspective, being the homer that I am. First of all, before I become a homer, the Spurs lost last night, 95-91. to 91. Think about this. Two games they've now lost at home on, in this series, uh, and they only lost one game all year in the regular season. Now, we all know the regular season is a completely different animal from the, regular, from the playoffs, and the playoffs are just a completely different ballgame. But this, uh, this, this San Antonio Spurs team has now lost two I mean, very well-played games. And, and, and just to be honest with you, outside of game one and really the toughness of game three, look, look, game three, we were unbelievable. The Spurs were unbelievable in game three. But outside of that, the Thunder have really outplayed us. I mean, they have. They have. They've, they have outplayed us in nearly every single game. And, it, and it's only been by, you know, if you had a percentage to put on it, it's only been by about 51 52%. The Spurs really haven't made – massive mistakes and look this is the fascinating part from last night the thunder had 20 turnovers last night spurs at seven and the thunder still found a way to eke it out and get a victory i mean look the spurs shot 39 percent 40 percent from the field you know pretty much 40 percent from the field 39.8 and 44 percent from three they, they shot the ball decently now they could have had a better field goal percentage but, you know, the Thunder shot 43% from the field, 35 from, from three, from three, seven to 20. And, uh, you know, for the most part, both teams did their job at the free throw line. 
So what's fascinating about this ball game is the fact that, you know, first of all, Russell Westbrook. I mean, look, I, I, am, I am the biggest Russell Westbrook fan. It's very hard to root for him right now because I'm a Spurs fan. But the guy, you have to give him all the credit in the world, 35 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists, 2 steals. This guy, granted, he had 8 of the 20 turnovers last night. If he would have had less turnovers, it would have been a whole different ballgame. Probably would have been a 20-point blowout. I mean, th- th- but this just goes to show you how great this Thunder team is. Look, if you watched this game last night, Game 5, this was, I think, honestly, all the people who hate Russell Westbrook. And what's fascinating is last night, as you saw on the on the – on the monitor there as you were watching the game and you saw the turnover margin rack up and they showed the eight turnovers that he had. Look, I mean, this is what, this was, this was Russell Westbrook's night. I think this was the game where we all need to step back and understand Russell Westbrook has arrived as he's he's a superstar. He's been a superstar, but from the standpoint of critical clutch performances, Russell Westbrook would answer every single time he had an opportunity, and he went eight of eight from the free throw line. This guy was an absolute special monster. I mean, he was special last night. Absolutely unfreaking believable. I, I don't know any other way to put it. You got to tip your hat. I did last night. Burrs fan. I, I love Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook was my favorite player in the NBA. But when it comes to my team, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to always value my team over Westbrook. And, you know, I, don't get me wrong, as a Spurs fan, it's really hard to watch him be great and really dominate over our system that we have in San Antonio. Because outside of him and Kevin Durant, look, this whole game was carried by Kevin Durant and, and Russell Westbrook. I mean, think about it. Both guys scored 78 points, or excuse me, 58 points combined and scored over half the team's points. And, and you look at, you know, what – you look at what the Oklahoma City Thunder did last night and the way Russell Westbrook performed. I mean, it it just it just makes you think this this guy if he just like like people have been saying, if he just slowed down a little bit, this would be the best player in the NBA, bar, bar none. And I don't think it's too far-fetched to think that he would have a better stat line and better, you know, categories than a guy like uh, Steph Curry from this year if he just slowed it down. Which you can't. He's just he's literally a hundred miles an hour every time he gets in the car. It's just that it's just a simple. But the guy is I mean, last night and I can't stress it enough, I know I'm repeating myself, but this guy last night was flat out special. And as a Spurs fan, I sat there watching the game and people on Twitter are trying to debate me and saying this guy, you know, this team, the Spurs, they didn't come out with a lot of effort. Are you freaking out of your mind? This Spurs team was up, I think, five or six going into the fourth. And they looked great. And you, what, what hasn't been given credit towards this whole season, towards the Oklahoma City Thunder, that needs to be given credit towards is their ability to close out ball games in the fourth quarter. Every single time they've won a game in this series, it's been close to the end, outside of obviously game four. But that was because Kevin Durant decided to just be, become the Mother's Day assassin. But... Every single game going into the fourth, the Oklahoma City, and even then, even game four, they were down four going into the fourth. Every single time they've won a game this series, it's because of their execution in the fourth quarter. And for some reason, people think that this team can't win a title just because, just because the Spurs are the Spurs and just because the Warriors have Steph Curry. Don't, 
just stop with that nonsense and, and understand that these two guys and Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant are probably the two top five players in the league. Two of the best top five players. You know, from the standpoint of talent, Russell Westbrook's a top five talent. Kevin Durant is a top two talent, you know, from that perspective. And Kevin Durant, you know, people are saying Steph Curry's the best scorer in the league. Fine. If you want to say that, that's I, I'm not going to debate you, especially this season. But Kevin Durant is right there. He's a top three scorer in the league, no debate. And, you know, when it comes to this team and what they've done in this series, this is a team now, if they can click like this down the stretch in ballgames, look, they outscored, they outscored San Antonio 26 to 19 in the fourth. They didn't just, you know, they didn't just come out and dominate. They didn't just come out and absolutely dominate this team, you know, the entire game. They closed it down in the fourth quarter. And you've got to give credit to their second half defense. Look, Oklahoma City played great in the first quarter. They were up 22-16 in the first. You got to give credit to the Spurs, though, because in the second quarter, they found a way to adjust and dominate and do what they're supposed to do as an organization. 32 points to 21 in the second. But the second half, the Spurs, they only scored, I mean, they only scored 43 points in the second half. You have to give all the credit in the world to Oklahoma City's defense. Now I know people are saying that LaMarcus Aldridge missed a lot of shots last night. I get it. I, I watched it. Believe me. I watched every minute of the game, even when I was doing the show yesterday. And this team down the stretch, the Spurs, look, there, there's just some nights where your shots don't go in. And that's just how it goes. And for the most part, though, and, and LaMarcus missed two easy jumpers, mid-range jumpers that are normally his when he was open. Um you know, there were a couple of shots that Tony Parker missed mid-range that he should have made. But those are three baskets out of, you know, out of the entire fourth quarter that they missed. You probably have 25 possessions in a quarter. And out of the 25 possessions, we missed three baskets. The rest you have to give incredible credit towards the Oklahoma City Thunder. They only allowed 19 points in the fourth. That's domination. Look, the middle portion of the game is usually where the game is. Obviously, the game is won at the end. But middle portion of the game is kind of where things are, are taken control of. And the Spurs, they control the middle portion of the games. They do. It's the first and the last quarter where the, where the Oklahoma City Thunder in this one really dominated, and especially in the fourth. And as the game kept turning and as the game started t- turning its tide, it didn't turn rapidly. But the Oklahoma City Thunder found a way to play with the San Antonio Spurs while the San Antonio Spurs were being the San Antonio Spurs. They were running their offense, <clears throat> doing their thing, passing the ball around, making six, seven passes before they attempt a shot. You know, they were getting the ball to LaMarcus on the, on the block when he was open or when he had an opportunity to really work, make his work on his man. You know, and every time the, the Thunder found a way to make a great – and the thing is, the Spurs in this game, people think, keep saying that they didn't put effort forth. They, this was the most effort I've seen the Spurs put forth in a, in a while. I mean, in the years I've been watching this team play in the playoffs, they put a lot of effort forth in this game. And a lot's being said about how, you know, I wouldn't necessarily put Tony Parker in the realm of this discussion, although he did shoot 412 from the field last night. He did not look good at all late in the fourth, especially in the fourth quarter. And not during the game, he was fine, but during the fourth quarter, he did not look good. Um, but, you know, it's, it's fairly obvious. And this has, been, this has been known for a while, but Manu Ginobili, is not just over the hill, but this guy is in the valley waiting for, you know, waiting for the waiting for the storm to catch. You know what I'm saying? Like manager nobly's been done. He has been done. I mean, since the two thousand thirteen NBA finals, even though even though they won in twenty fourteen, manager nobly in twenty thirteen, I, I honestly thought he was gonna retire after that finals. 
it's been three years since. This guy is honestly just he's he's just finding a way to contribute at this point. He's not he's not even really a major factor on the team's you know what they do. I mean he he's he's done. Manu Ginobili has been done, and there's times where he puts up points and he does some things, but for the most part, I mean he he might give you five, 15, 10 minutes a game of of okay basketball. And there's a five minute stretch where he can put together something you've seen in the past, but outside of that, you're, you're not going to get a Manu Ginobili from 2005. That's done. That's been been done, you know. And, and Tim Duncan, I'm waving the white flag. I mean his his career is over. I mean it, it look. Game six is Thursday. We're down 3-2. I, I'm going to savor every ounce of that game that Tim Duncan plays. I'm, 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 I'm not going to sit here and be crazy. I think the series is done. I think after this game, the second loss at home for San Antonio, after they only lost one game during the regular season to the same team, and at the end of the year, the last game they played at home in the regular season – they almost lost to the bench players. And granted, don't get me wrong, the Spurs, they definitely did not play their normal rotation. But at the same time, I mean, that, that just speaks volumes to the bench of the Thunder. And when you look at this Spurs team, it's, they're not old. This, okay, look, people have this misconception that this team is old. Outside of Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Manu Ginobili, and maybe Boris Diaw, or obviously David. Okay, so maybe David West, Manu Ginobili, Tim Duncan, and Tony Parker is definitely on the back end of his prime. He's probably done. His prime is probably just finishing, like literally just like starting next year. You can't talk about him being his prime anymore. Like that's literally where Tony Parker is. Like he's, he is on the back end of his career now, like, like down the stretch he comes with his career. He's not done. He's still got a, a solid quality, you know, two or three more years left in him if he wanted to do so. I don't think he'll play that long, but I definitely think that over the next, you know, two years, three years that he's going to play, if he plays for that long, he, he can play, he can be a quality player. He's not going to be a star. When you talk about the big three in San Antonio right now, it is LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and Tony Parker. And Tony Parker, you've seen multiple times in this series where he can come up and show up, and he, when, he's still, when he's still hitting his mid-range, he can still finish with the best of them inside. Tim Duncan, he's done. I mean, he, look. Tim Duncan defensively, he you definitely saw him still play great defensively last night. Unbelievable. Look, 40 years old, playing the way he's playing down low in the paint. It's defensively. Everything else, you can just see the age. It's he's not there. He doesn't have anything. I mean, he has nothing. And it's, you know, it, it's 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 hard to explain as a Spurs fan as I've been watching them my whole life. And it's weird because I think if you're a really, really, really young Spurs fan, like if you're my age when I first started watching this team intensely, when I can remember back when I was eight, nine years old, you know, watching Tim Duncan back then to watching him now, if you're eight to nine years old watching Tim Duncan now, I mean, you would not have any idea that this guy was at one point the greatest, one, the greatest player at his position, but also one of the top 10, maybe at worst top 15 players of all time. I mean, he, he's, he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. And it's it's not hard to see because he he's aging gracefully. Like, that's the thing. Like, Tim Duncan, as bad as he was last night, one of six from the field, a lot of his shot attempts were just horrific. I mean, they were just horrific. Him trying to attack the basket, it, it looks like he needs a cane after he tries to attack the basket. It's bad. But when he only gets five points, three or four from the free throw line, Obviously, that one field goal was a dunk, but that was because he was literally an inch away from the hoop. I mean, that's just what's going to happen. 
Defensively, though, you can't knock him. He's still outstanding defensively. I mean, is he is he a defensive all defensive player? I don't, I don't know about that anymore. Now, a couple years ago, 2013, 14, and maybe even last year, he definitely still had just some defensive prowess. But now, it's just looking like he's he's a he's a he's a good defensive player. He's now he's just a very good defensive player. He's not you know all NBA defense anymore. He's not going to do that anymore. Offensively, I mean, it is like watching it is like watching a recreational basketball player out there now. It's you know it's not sad because it's look he's 40. If he was 35. 36, 37, and he'd been playing in the league for, you know, 12, 13 years, it would be kind of sad because you'd want to see him play a little bit longer and be better. But it's his time. I mean, Tim Duncan's been in the league for 18 years. He, he's the greatest player at his position. And, you know, seeing what he did last night defensively, I, you know, he cranked out some, some extra jabs against father time last night. And it was fun to see, you know, and, and, and he's, and he is he is on the canvas right now with father time and the ref's at seven. You know what I'm saying? Like the ref is counted down to seven. And it's it's getting close. Like Tim Duncan is 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 in the waning and I'm 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 telling you people and knowing knowing Greg Popovich in these kind of circumstances when his team's down three two, I I don't look, if the Spurs win on Thursday, I would not be shocked. And I'm not sitting here and saying here if they won, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what they we're gonna win game seven, blah blah blah. Look, no. We have been outplayed in our three losses in these games. It's not the refs. It's not anything you want to see. We have been outplayed. We have been outbeaten. We have been stomped. It's just that simple. The Thunder have a younger team, younger core, younger whatever you have it. That team is just better. They're more talented than us. They are. Do they have a better system? No. Are they more talented? Yeah, you better believe they are. I mean, Kevin Durant and and Russell Westbrook are way better than Kawhi Leonard and LaMarcus Aldridge. They just are. And LaMarcus and Kawhi were very good last night, 20, 20, uh, 46 points of the team's points. Danny Green also had 20 points as well. But when you only get, you know, when, when 66 of your points are coming from three players and the rest of your team only scores, you know, a combined 25 points, you're not going to win ball games. Like, it's just not going to happen. And that, that's just what happened with this team. And, and don't get me wrong, it was definitely close down the stretch. But as the fourth quarter kept going and kept churning and time kept ticking away, you – you just saw this Thunder team play with the intensity and the effort that it's just like, look, they're, they're just better. They're just better. And, and there's not – look, you just can't – you can't define it any other way. And with that, you know, as being a Homer fan that I am, as a Spurs fan, look, I'm, I'm ready to weigh the white flag. And, that, and that's not in disgrace of giving up. That's just the facts. This, this Thunder team has outplayed us. It is what it is. They've outplayed us. They've, they've dominated every facet. Defensively, they make great rotations. Uh, 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 you know, Adams has been unbelievable. Uh, Cantor off the bench has been unbelievable. These guys make plays where the stats don't show it, and, and how they impact the game is completely crucial of how they, of how they, can, do, uh, how they can just absolutely take over a game. And their bench has been unbelievable. You got guys like uh, Deion Waiters and Randy Foy coming off the bench playing extensive minutes and be- being very effective. Can't hear the same. You know, Roberson has been unbelievable just fundamentally on the floor. Adams defensively, like I just mentioned, and Durant and Westbrook carrying the load. And Serge Ibaka defensively still playing a great game. And it's just it, – I think – and people even said this on national radio today. And, and, I, and it felt the same way to me. It's, it's Oklahoma City's time. 
I, I'm I'm not trying to sound like a warrior hater when I say this. I really do think the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna try and win the title this year. I really think that when they beat, when they get past the Spurs on Thursday, and they go in and they play Oklahoma and they play uh, the Golden State Warriors, I I really think that the Oklahoma City Thunder are gonna have the biggest chip on their back, and they're gonna try and absolutely obliterate the Golden State Warriors. And I, I have a weird feeling that Russell Westbrook versus Steph Curry is going to be the new rivalry in the NBA for years to come. You know, you got Kevin Durant and you got uh, LeBron James, obviously a huge rival. And I think that, I think that they, I think the league wants to see that. I think either way, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry against Kyrie Irving in Cleveland and Kevin Durant or, you know, Draymond Green against LeBron in the NBA finals is going to be unbelievable. And I just think, I I think this is their time. I think this is the thunder time. The Spurs look, if, if it is Tim Duncan's final game on Thursday or final season overall, depending upon what happens, it's still, I mean, it's not over, but I mean, the writing's on the wall, the white flag, I'm waving the white flag, you know, Tony Parker stated he's only going to play another couple of years till he's about 35 and he's done 36. And then uh, Manu Ginobili. I mean, I think Manu. I, honestly, I think Manu Ginobili is just hanging around until Tim and, and Parker hang it up. I really do. I, I think Manu just wants to hang out and and be and be somewhat effective. And don't get me wrong, he's not like fundamentally off. He's still playing okay basketball. Does he help our team? I don't know. And I would say no more than not. But at the same time, I mean, I, I really just think that these guys love playing together. I really do. I, I honestly think that Tim Duncan is going to try and ride this out a lot like Manu. And I think – and I wouldn't be shocked, honestly, if, if these two guys, Manu Ginobili and Tim Duncan, just, just kept playing until Parker stopped. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like these guys are just best of friends. They've grown – they've literally grown up together. I mean, Tim Duncan – since he got into the league at 20, you know, 22, 23 years old, you know, he was three or four years in until he met Parker. He was about 25, 26 when he met Parker. He's, he's known Parker over half, almost over half his life, you know, and same with Manu, you know, they've all known each other. They've grown up together. I, I think that Tim Duncan is going to go the same route as Manu Ginobili. And I think next year, especially Tim Duncan's just going to be a role player if he comes back. And I wouldn't be shocked if he came back. You know, just to be a role player and a, and a defensive presence at the end of ball games. I, I honestly think that that's the way this team's going to start going, and they're going to they're going to rotate to that direction if Tim Duncan stays. And, and, and to be a hundred percent honest, I think Tim Duncan does stay for another couple of years, and that's because I think Tony Parker has stated he's only going to play a couple more years because he's he's winding down. The way Tony Parker plays, he's definitely winding down and I really think Tim Duncan and Manu are just going to try and ride it out and and find a way to and find a way to just, you know, just 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 live out that last ounce of youth that they can and and grow up together. I I think it's as a Spurs fan, I'm 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 trying to I'm not trying to, you know, type out or 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 you know, say out that these guys are dying or whatever, but you know, like this era of these three guys as a Spurs fan, look, there are so many teams out there in the NBA and in sports that, you know, you don't get to see a combination like this. It's, it's truly humbling as a fan because, you know, when you think about it and look, seriously, as a fan, like you step back and you're like, how many people have seen this outside of like, you know, outside of Spurs fans that have grown up their whole life. How many people have really, 
seen these guys grow up and, and seen probably the, you know, outside of the Showtime Lakers, the greatest trio of all time. You know, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, manager, all these guys are Hall of Famers. I don't care what you say. I don't care if you think manager Ginobili's not a Hall of Famer. You're out of your mind. Manager Ginobili's a Hall of Famer. And Tony Parker's a Hall of Famer. Tim Duncan's a Hall of Famer. And to see these guys grow up the way they have and have the fun that they do, keep, stay professional, the, I'm telling you, the amount of intense clutch moments these guys have been through, I, it's, it's kind of like watching a Kobe Bryant reel of his career. It's the same thing with watching clutch moments of Parker, Duncan, and Ginobili. Every time there was a close game down the stretch and how many times they came through and did not choke. It, I'm telling you, it, it reinforces the fact that, look, if you stay professional in your life and you do things to the best of your ability without falling out of the lines of, you know, of, of, of inact, uh, I guess, of, of, inco- of incompetence, that you really can do anything as long as you just keep your mind to it when it comes to staying professional. That's what these guys did. You know, were they the, were they the, were they the most fun, you know, trio to ever watch in Tim Duncan and Tony Parker manager? Probably not. But when it comes to effective and do- – I mean dominant, like from the standpoint of every single game they have a chance, they've done that. I mean, they have. I mean, I wouldn't go to war with any other trio in their prime than Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Manu Ginobili. If, if, you, if you came at me right now and had a trio of guys all time in their prime, I would take them. And it's not because I'm a Spurs fan. It's just they're just that good. I mean, these guys – Tim Duncan, one of the most fundamental players of all time. That's why he's called Mr. Fundamental. Tony Parker, slasher at the rim, uh, just legendary finisher at the rim as a, as a point guard, probably outside of a guy like Magic or, you know, and I'm not trying to say that Tony Parker is a top 10 point guard. I don't think he is. I think he's just a shade outside of it. Now, if it's first round of way to come back in this series and win the NBA finals, and they did that, yeah, I'd put Tony Parker in the top 10. But as of right now, I don't know about that. He's been more a part of the system. But as a, as a slasher at the rim and a finisher, Look, everyone can talk about Steph Curry and his ability to shoot from three, but if you combine Tony Parker's ability to finish at the rim with Steph Curry's ability to shoot the ball from three, you would have the greatest finisher of all. You'd have the greatest. You'd have the greatest offensive player ever. I don't know if I don't know if you can disagree with that. And if you're if you're a Steph Curry bandwagoner and you love what Steph Curry does, and you can't go watch Tony Parker's uh, career highlight reel and tell me that he's not one of the fastest players you've ever seen. He was in his prime. I mean the the that single fastest guy to get to the rim I've ever seen, ever. You know, Monte Ellis comes to mind too in his prime. He's still there, but he's not he's definitely in the back end portion of it. But with Tony Parker, oh my gosh. I mean, just in the paint as a point guard, getting knocked down, beat up every single game and getting up and still playing 40 minutes a game. In his prime. I mean, this guy was unbelievable as a part of the trio. And then managing Nobly off the bench. I mean, look, you talk about sixth men. Look, I know everyone talks about Jamal Crawford, but man, managing Nobly off the bench. This guy, at one point in his career from about 03, after they won their first cha- his first championship in 03, and then um, in 05, everyone thought this guy should have started. And Popovich had a different, you know, had a different way of looking at things. And Ginobili was the better shooting guard on our team when we had those teams put together in the, in the mid-2000s. He was. He was the better guy. He should have been starting, and he did. Sometimes he did. 
And there were times where he was in the starting lineup, but there were a lot of times where he came off the bench and people are, you know, people will look back and think, Oh man, did you know, we didn't start that many games in his career. He must not have been that good. Oh no. He was the best guy on the team, but Popovich had a plan for this guy to come off the bench and, and fill in, you know, midway through the first quarter when the first time out would come and he would come in and absolutely dominate. And he only played an X amount of minutes, you know, 25, 30 minutes a game. He didn't necessarily play starter minutes. But when it came to his ability to be effective and in ball games and, and, and take over the offense, I mean, Ginobili is – I mean, he's, that's why he's a Hall of Famer. You know, that, that's right, that right there. I mean, and the way he could finish off the, off the left, off the right, be deceptive, you know, obviously one of the most annoying players to ever watch if he's not on your team. But if he's on your team, you totally respect his selflessness – his ability to get to the rim impacts the team. It's just, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm kind of reliving my glory days. I'm being a homer right now, but I'm telling you, this is over. This series, this, I think this trio is done. I, I think unless Tim Duncan wants to come back and managing Obi wants to come back and, and, and finish it out with Parker, I really don't see how these guys are back next year. I really don't. And this is the first time I've said that. I'm 25 years old, you know. You know, I mean, I, I've been watching these guys as a trio since I was 12. You know, since 20, since 2003. I've been watching them as a trio. I remember the first game they played against uh, as, as a trio together in the 2003 playoffs when it was, uh, when it was uh, you know, Bruce Bowen, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, and, Dave, and, Dar- and David Robinson. I remember. They played, against, they played against the Phoenix Suns, double overtime thriller in their first game. If not double overtime, definitely overtime game. And that was their first game. I think they lost that game. I think they lost their first game of the trio. Look, I mean, I know, I'm a, I, know I sound like a historian right now, but, like, it, we're never going to see this again. We're, we're, this, this dominance by this trio and the era that they played and with the teams that they played against, flat-out fascinating, um, unbelievable. And, and I'm more than humbled as a fan who grew up watching these guys from, you know, from middle school all the way through – to you know now as a full-fledged adult it's uh it's I don't know if there's very many people outside of maybe the people who grew up watching the Showtime Lakers grew up watching the the, the dynamic duo of Scottie Pippen and, and Michael Jordan in the, in the 90s uh and obviously Shaq and Kobe in the early 2000s I saw that too but they weren't as long you know long in the tooth as as these guys and these guys have done it for almost these guys have almost done it for 13 years it's incredible what they've done, and um, for that, it's 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 humbling. And I hope in Game Six that if they don't win or something, that Tim Duncan makes a decision rather quickly because I don't want to be pondering knowing that. And I love Tim Duncan. I want Tim Duncan to stay on this team because he's still a defensive presence in the lane. He can play defense for a solid twenty minutes a night. He, he doesn't have to be an offensive dynamo to be effective. He can just be a guy in the paint who has great defensive uh, skills and Ginobili can still come in play the point um, and, and, and run the offense as a backup, uh, as a, as a third option, you know, at the point guard position behind Patty Mills, he can do that, you know, but from the standpoint of being the team they once were, I mean, they, and, and it's been said multiple times today, this team has aged from the standpoint of Tony Parker, Tony, Tim Duncan, David West, Manny Ginobili, and maybe even Boris Dio, cause he's a little bit up there too, but, you know, half this team is, 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 is fading themselves out of the league rather quick. And last night it was evident. I mean, it really was. Ginobili, three points. 
you know, one of four from the field. Uh, Tony Parker, four of 12 from the field, nine points. Uh, Tim Duncan, one of six from the field, five points. I mean, what else do you need to see? If those guys would have played anything, anything, one of those guys would have played anything close to what they could do. You know, I ain't as good as I once was. You know, if they did that. You know, if they did it one time, like last night, they would have been in this ballgame, but they couldn't. And Tony Parker, don't get me wrong, Tony Parker, this series has been unbelievable. He just had a bad night last night. And don't get, don't, don't let me tell you and sit here and tell you that Tony Parker still isn't a good player. He's still a very good point guard in the league. I still think he's a top 10 point guard in the league, maybe at the bottom top 10, but he's still very good. Um, but from the standpoint of Duncan and Ginobili and those guys, and David West wasn't very good either. I mean, one of four from the field, two points. He's at the end of his career. I mean, so I'm not saying there needs to be wholesale changes for this team, but I would not be shocked if a guy like Kevin Durant – look, and I know Kevin Durant's not coming to San Antonio. I know that. But I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked if Kevin Durant came and they told him, look, if you come to San Antonio, you will be starting and you will be our go-to guy. I wouldn't be shocked if they said that because Kawhi Leonard is a giant part of this team. Is he the MVP, second-place second MVP of the league? Absolutely not. But is he one of the most valuable players on this team? Sure. LaMarcus Aldridge is a big portion of this team, big, big reason why this team is successful as well. You know, and so uh, Tim Duncan, though, if he stays, it's, it, it's only, he's only going to be on the team. He's going to be like a Matt Bonner. He's going to come in and he's going to be a guy who's going to impact for about five, ten minutes a game. He can play. He can still play 20 minutes. Like, Tim Duncan can still play 20 minutes a game. The problem is offensively he's non-existent. He's just, he doesn't, it's not there anymore. He's 40. It's not working. Defensively, he's fine. Defensively, he can, look, if Tim Duncan was in the league for another, Tim Duncan can play in the league for another five years if he wanted to just play on the defensive side of the ball. He really could. And if he just wanted to be a, be a, be a position player and, and do one thing, you know, one role player. If you just want to become a role player, Tim Duncan can do it for the next five years. And there's no debate on that. No one will debate that. But when you, when you talk about Tim Duncan as a player who was Tim Duncan from 10, 15 years ago, you're out of your mind. That's, that's done. That's gone. We're never going to see that again. We're never – that's done. And, you know, for that, I'm not ashamed and I'm not sad about that. But the guy can't, the guy can't do it. And, and Manu Ginobili, no, he's, he's, he's been done since 03. So, no, I'm done with my Spurs talk. I just wanted to talk about that because uh, they're done. And uh, if you're an Oklahoma City Thunder fan out here in the Pacific Northwest, we hate you. But I love Russell Westbrook. But I understand why you love, you love their, your team if you're an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. But you're going to the next round. And uh, game six will be on Thursday. And the San Antonio Spurs will probably play their last game. And uh, that might be the last time we see the trio together 13 full years of the trio i mean look again unbelievable so for that we got about a minute left in the show episode 137 is in the books obviously uh, uh thunder won last night 95 91 on the final play with russell westbrook the and one play they got it done three two in the series lead they're playing back tomorrow games tonight we got about a minute left in the show though uh, games tonight in the NBA right now. End of the first quarter. Toronto is up 28-18 to 18 on Miami. In Toronto, game five tied up 2-2. Big time game there. We'll talk about that tomorrow as well. Portland and Golden State. Golden State should close it out tonight. And Golden State should be in the Western Conference Finals for their second straight year. Um, and Steph Curry starting. So that game, that series should be pretty much wrapped up tonight. We'll talk about those games tomorrow. We'll give you more things to go. Go to thehooperslock.com. Thank you again for listening, everybody. Episode 138 on a Thursday. The final episode of, of, the, of the month for Thursday. 
will be tomorrow. Episode 138 tomorrow. Same time, same place. Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a fantastic night. Enjoy the basketball. And I'll see you here same time, same place tomorrow. Have a good one. Enjoy yourself.